Hello, welcome to this marketing show. It's an absolute honor today to have my friend Ray Stazekio on. If you don't know this guy, he is by far one of the biggest influencers in the office technology arena. He's tight on what businesses are doing to transition from, we'll call it old school to the new normal. Uh, Ray, thanks a lot for joining us today. I know Cheryl, by the way, congrats. You've been selected to speak to an MBA group on personal branding. And we'll get into that with Ray a little later because I think he does a great job. Um, Ray, talk to us if you can about what you're seeing the trends happening right now as businesses like come out of this pandemic, if we are coming out, what you've seen happen and how they might be adjusting. Well, you know, Rick, first of all, I appreciate being on this marketing show. And I want to congratulate you and Cheryl, because I believe you just crossed the threshold of, of over a year of doing these every single Thursday, consistent. Too many people start something, they don't finish it. So kudos to you guys. You're doing a great job. I noticed you're following. Like uh, sounds like a married couple that we've actually survived. Well, you guys are doing great. You know, it's all about content, Rick. But I will say that, uh, you know, we've noticed in the last, what, year, almost a year and five months now, of this crazy pandemic that the world obviously has to go digital. We saw some big announcements of a major manufacturer in our space, Rico, talking about the, how their business is going to completely shift in the next few years. So, it, you know, you'd have to be, you know, your head in the sand not to realize the impact of digital communication as part of that. Years ago, what did you do? You wrote an article, you went on a blog. Today, you're doing a video. Years ago, you spent hours and hours and hours doing videos, thousands and thousands of dollars doing videos, and there's still a place for that, but there's nothing better than taking that cell phone, putting it in front of you and doing a video and, you know, keeping it real, keeping the content real, not uh, sugarcoating everything that you say, but saying what you believe should be said helps you build that personal brand and more and more businesses are doing it. I mean, we're seeing restaurants, you know, it using video now on their Facebook pages and you know, plumbing companies using videos as the, as the, you know, the, the, the worker as he's going to the house is sharing his video and talking to the customer rather than just a picture of him. So we're really seeing this massive transition, which well, is, great. you know, I got, I, I got to tell you, I had to change the uh, cord on my weed whacker last summer and I had a YouTube that, which we all do. Right. And I saw this guy with his, his belly hanging out, explaining how to do it on his front porch, 187,000 views. And so there's got to be something to that. Hey, yep. congratulations back to you. I, I may be underestimating, but you're well over 500 videos now. You do a phenomenal job every day called End of the Day with Ray. If you guys Google that on YouTube, sorry, I go on YouTube, search on that, you'll see it. But Ray, what do you, like, how do you keep so consistent every day because I think people who follow you might like a behind the scenes like how do you come up with your ideas you know do you think people should jump in are they overthinking it like talk to us about that if you would well people do overthink a lot of things I would say this if you have content it's it's in your it's in your soul so if you know I love what I do number one so if you love what you do and you have a passion for doing it do it and if you love to communicate and you can communicate to people. Trust me, when I first started doing videos, they literally, can I say sucked on this? I don't know if you guys are family friendly or not. But, you know, they, they were terrible. They were terrible videos. But, you know, as you continue to do them and you get better and better, you know, it used to take me 20 takes before a video. Today, I pretty much do it in maybe one or two at the most. But I try to keep it real. I, I don't have any editing. The content comes from, 30, you know, I'm an old man. I'm turning 60 in a few days. So, you know, I have 60 years worth of content from an industry that a lot of people, the things I talk about, a lot of other people don't talk about. So it kind of gives me that venue. 
But more importantly, you got to be consistent at it. Even if you're consistently terrible in the beginning, somebody's going to like you <laughs> and somebody's going to find it refreshing. If you're just doing video to do video, don't do that. And I don't recommend people do that, especially in the business world, because I do see a lot of people doing a video and they're trying to be the local comedian or they're trying to do something that somebody else might do really well and they really aren't really well at it. So that can affect your personal brand a little bit. But, you know, if you if you have a purpose and you have a passion for that purpose, do it. And today, when I say do it, it's really the venue's video. You know, for those of you uh, that have not maybe seen a Ray video, you know, he started in his basement, I believe, in front of a China cabinet. And I, I, I connected through LinkedIn with Ray and said, hey, I love your messages, but the China cabinet's so loud. And, you know, you've advanced to a smart board now. But the point is, we got to start somewhere. And to your point, someone will like you and that'll gain the momentum. I just think too many people hedge and, and wait. And I think there's a lot of value, by the way, to your point about, you know, think about what you're going to do and be you. Don't try to be somebody else. And I think you've, you've carved your own trail as controversial as you are sometimes like, okay, I don't know if I should like that video or not, but uh, I love your authenticity. And, you know, Cheryl, as we get into personal branding, like what do you think Ray's done that others should pick up on that they can do? Because he's come out of nowhere, I'll call it two years ago in general, Ray, but now all of a sudden you're a big influencer, big speaker coming up at a conference. Maybe speak to personal branding if you can, Cheryl, like what he's doing. Well, first of all, Ray, thanks for coming on the show again. It's always exciting to, uh, to see you and hear from you. Um, I'm doing a lot of training around this concept of personal branding, which some people understand and other people need a little bit of coaching on what that means. Um, I think that you do a phenomenal job. And some of the things that stand out to me are, number one, your taglines, um, the title of your show when you post the show, the times, the places you post it, the guests that you have on, um, you know, it's, it's somewhat predictable, although I'll say you're probably one of the most unpredictable people that I follow on YouTube, but there is some consistency, which you've talked about. So one of the things that, that, that I sort of teach uh, the individuals that do the training with me is, you know, here are some of the golden rules to apply when doing personal branding. And here are some of the biggest mistakes that people make. And one of the golden rules that I think you do great is number one, being authentic. Number two, trying to figure out how you can stand out from other people in that space doing the same thing. So what went through your mind when you were thinking those things and when you were first establishing your brand, which I guess would have been 500 episodes ago? Yeah, for so. Well, you know, I've always been the person that would, say what I was going to say. I never really hid behind anything. I, you know, I, I think you either are that person or you're not. And, and a lot of time, you know, you can't create passion. It, you either are passionate about what your, what your principles are or what your core vision is or your mission in life is. So if you have that, then you want to take that. The video is just a tool to exercise what you want to do. That's all it is. It's a tool. But, you know, I think a lot of times we put way too many rules on personal branding. And if you're working for a corporation, let's just be honest. If I was a 60 year old executive working at a, at a major manufacturer in the imaging channel or that copier space, I wouldn't be able to do the videos that I'm doing. They would fire me. <laughs> we all know that. So I'd have to change the whole entire talk track and talk about something that was probably something I wasn't passionate about or I didn't believe in. It probably wouldn't work. But because I'm an independent person, I can do whatever I want. And then I could be judged by the people that watch it or they don't watch it. And as long as it's legal, moral, and ethical, there's nothing wrong with what you do. 
I mean, it, you might be controversial, but controversial is part of that personal brand, if you will. So you, you are, you know, I, when I look into the marketplace or I see maybe there's an article that's been written or maybe somebody's talking about something that I have a different point of view on, I don't have a problem sharing that different point of view, no matter how controversial that might be. And welcome the engagement. You know, if somebody wants to talk about why I'm wrong or why, they, why my point of view should be corrected, I'd more than you know, glad to welcome that. But I will tell you this, as I watch people with their personal brand, especially in the LinkedIn platform, don't get so focused on these on reactions and likes. Too many people get too focused on that because it's really about how many people are viewing it. Because let's be honest, if, if I'm talking about an OEM in our space, I'm not going to get anybody from that OEM to like that message. But that doesn't mean that it didn't, that they didn't listen to it. That doesn't mean that they didn't get something out of it. So you, if you chase the likes, you're going to develop content that's probably more in the middle that doesn't do anything for anybody, but everybody likes it. If I, if I did an end of the day with Ray with a baby and a puppy, we talked about how great babies and puppies are. I might have 150 people like it, but that didn't do anything for my mission. <laughs> Make people think differently about the channel or think differently about business. And so I think that's a big mistake that a lot of people make. I, I had someone call me up the other day. Here's a great example, Cheryl. Would you like to buy more YouTube subscribers? I'm like, why would I buy YouTube subscribers? You know, I have my 600. I'm super proud of 600 YouTube subscribers because they're all from our industry. I don't want YouTube subscribers. That, I mean, I'm a 60-year-old guy talking about business. Who in the world? I don't want a bunch of YouTube subscribers that, that are never going to pay attention to that because you, it's more important about how many subscribers do you have to how many reactions are you getting on YouTube? Yeah, it's about qualified subscribers, yeah, right? right? So you, you, you don't want to have thousands and thousands of people that don't care about your content just to say you have thousands and thousands of people. That being said, maybe LinkedIn should put a dislike button on their on their platform. Maybe that would actually generate more controversy and conversation. But I always say it's about the conversation. So, you know, over the course of the years, Ray, can you maybe speak to a mistake that you can reflect on that maybe you've made in terms of your branding or in terms of your content that has maybe changed or pivoted how you focus moving forward? Oh, well, this could extend the episode. We get into mistakes here. This could be a no. long episode, Cheryl. <laughs> I would just say this. Here's the deal. I try not to think too hard about that because it takes away the creativity. And, you know, I mean, trust me, there's been emails sent to people, you know, complaining about me. There, people don't like me in a lot of different areas. And then maybe four months later, I, I'll talk about something that's passionate for them. So all of a sudden they like me again. So if you, if you start to change your, 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 your mission or your vision based on what you think, people are going to, how they're going to react to it. You're not going to be real. And it's so important with video because you can't fake it in video. You, you know, you could fake it in an article. No one really knows you're not there. They can't see your facial expressions. You know, you, you publish it, you hit post, you're done. But when you're doing a video, you know, they can, they can sense it. They can feel it. And that hopefully they can, that's the purpose of doing a video. So I really don't try to look back on that. I mean, you know, obviously you don't want to do anything. There's three things. You don't want to be legally moral or unethical. Yeah. <laughs> you I like know, that. Obviously people will define those strings in their own definition, but as long as I keep to my definition, I feel yeah. perfect about what I'm doing. My, my last question with, with branding, is there any content or conversations that you intentionally avoid having on your platforms? No, not really. I mean, I, I guess some people might think that. I mean, I don't know of any, to be honest with you. Right. It's all open. I'm not, a, I mean, it's just as long as it falls into my, my category of, you know, legal, moral, and ethical, I talk about it. 
You know, Cheryl, one of the things I think Ray does really well, and if you're watching right now, you know, he does an end of the day with Ray. You can search on YouTube. You'll see it. Um, I think he's done a phenomenal job of video. I mean, if a picture says a thousand words, what's a video say? Mm -hmm. Consistency, daily, daily, daily. Now you may say, hey, I couldn't produce daily, but remember the lifespan of a LinkedIn post is 24 hours, okay? Just think about that, why he's doing it. Don't get caught up in likes. Uh, I think that's so important, Ray, because old school used to be who you know. Now I think it's more about who knows you. Yep. And uh, a lady, uh, you know, we've had over, we'll push 700 people through our LinkedIn bootcamp this month, year to date. And I got an email from a lady on the topic of today. She said, hey, Rick, what do you think makes a great post? And I said, think of it like your wardrobe. Like sometimes you got to dress up and have a little fun. Sometimes you got to... so." you don't always have to be straight. And I think you got just got to be you authentic, what you're saying, Ray. And I think that's what attracts people to you is, you know, candidly, I may, I may not agree with everything you say, but I love like the fact that you're being you and you're stirring it up. Um, you know, I also want to congratulate you as we wrap up, like you're going to be on the cover. I don't know if this is out yet of a, of a global magazine. Um, and that's, I think a lot of the great work you're doing online and uh, tell us quickly. I mean, you're a feature speaker, an upcoming, you know, BTA event for office technology resellers in North America. Like, uh, congrats. What are you going to be talking about there? Well, it's the A4 revolution. I coined that about, I don't know, two years ago. And that's the shift for the big machines to the little machines for those that aren't in our industry. But obviously, if you're not in our industry, you realize you're not using your printer anymore because you're working from home. So when you go back to the office, you probably don't need it. It's going to be a big dynamic shift. And so I'll update the audience on where I believe the A4 revolution is today, where the manufacturers are, and maybe make some predictions about where I see some of them going. But it's always fun talking to that group. This is the most uh, this is the most disruptive time of our industry, and I know that you know Rick, you spent a lot of time in our industry, so you know what I'm talking about. But obviously, the most disruptive, and it's because of the customer awareness has brought that disruption in a way that it's never been before. And uh, we have a lot of uh, absolute challenges ahead of us, but with those challenges come tremendous opportunities to mm -hmm. those that are willing to not be status quo, as I say. Well, I think, you know, with your message for these dealers uh, going to this conference, you're a little bit of the David versus Goliath. And uh, I'm cheering for you, buddy. I think people need to stop and rethink sometimes. So, Cheryl, I don't know if you're okay with Ray wrapping up with his infamous uh, sure. outro, which is one of his personal branding things. He ends every video with the same uh, saying. And uh, in case you haven't heard it, Ray, are you okay closing out the uh, marketing show today? Well, I appreciate that, Rick and Cheryl, because we all know this. Status quo is the killer of all that will be invented. Don't get stuck in status quo. And we'll see you next Thursday on this marketing show. Awesome, buddy. Thank you. Thanks for joining us, Ray. Don't get stuck in status quo. See you next Thursday on the show. All right, buddy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Cheryl. Bye, Ray.